Hi, and welcome to Your Owen Podcast, quick and handy tips for veterinarians on the go. I'm Dr. Melanie Barham, coordinator for the Ontario Animal Health Network, or OWEN. This series is all about equine strangles, or strep equine infection, in horses. We've asked five equine veterinarians from Ontario to answer common questions about strangles, debunking myths, and confirming facts about the disease. The practitioners on the series are all based out of Ontario and are members of the OWEN Equine Network. We hope you find the series informative. Please feel free to comment and share widely on social media. So our next guest on the podcast is Dr. Jessica Peatling, an equine practitioner from the Toronto area. Um, welcome, Jessica. Thank you, Melanie. Uh, so, Jessica, we're going to ask you a few questions um, about some of the about some some things about strangles, um, just like we have with the other practitioners. So, um, here I'm going to jump right in. Um, can we manage horses using appropriate biosecurity practices so that we don't have to vaccinate? Good question. So vaccination is only one tool in the grand scheme of biosecurity. Vaccination doesn't replace biosecurity, and biosecurity doesn't necessarily replace vaccination. There are a number of different protocols or, or, or methods that can be implement, implemented at the farm level to protect horses. One example, and one of the, probably the most common, is quarantine. So placing all new horses into a period of quarantine where they're isolated for a minimum of two weeks is recommended with daily monitoring of temperatures. A key point to remember here is that affected horses often develop a fever one to two days before shedding. So if you're monitoring temperatures, this gives you a great opportunity to identify horses in the early stages of the disease, to isolate them, or in the cases of quarantine, to keep them isolated, and to prevent spread to the rest of the herd. So while quarantine is is definitely an important part of a biosecurity program, it's only one part. Every farm is different, and the biosecurity protocols of one farm may not necessarily be the best protocols for another. Even if you have horses that never leave your property, you likely have people that come and go, such as owners, feed suppliers, farriers, etc. So everyone needs to evaluate their risk. If you're looking for more information on how to improve the biosecurity on your farm, you can use your veterinarian as a great resource um, or other online sources such as the Owen or Ontario Animal Health Network website. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think sometimes we often, sometimes we forget about the horse that might leave the property um, just for a, just for a show, or he just went to the neighbors, or he just went for a lesson, but. Those are important breaks in biosecurity that you that are important to consider when you're building a, a complete plan for your farm. Mm-hmm, certainly. Um, so should barn so should barn owners require a negative strangles test before they bring in a new horse? So there's a couple of ways to deal with new horses. One option is to have owners provide a negative strangles PCR test before bringing a new horse onto the property. While testing for strangles, it's certainly a step in the right direction. It's important to realize the pros and cons of the test. So one negative PCR test still only suggests that the horse was not shedding the bacteria at the time of the test. In some cases, multiple tests may be required. And also keep in mind, like any other tests out there, um, there's always exceptions to the rule. Some horses will harbor the organism not in the guttural pouch, but somewhere else like the sinus or the lining of the nasal passage. Fortunately, these types of cases are rare, but they can happen. So even with a negative test, you know, proper biosecurity protocols should be instituted, such as a minimum of two weeks quarantine with daily temperature monitoring. Other suggestions include simply asking about the history of any new horse, 
Have they had strangles in the past? Have they been vaccinated? Can they provide a letter with the, from the horse's current veterinarian with a statement of the general health of the horse? All of these measures can help promote biosecurity in an effort to minimize your risk. So as I say, use the resources of your veterinarian and other online sources such as Owen um, and others to devise a biosecurity protocol that works for you. I feel like it's kind of all additive. Like if you consider like 100% health being like a, like a full bar and then, you know, your, your, your biosecurity plan is a big one and then vaccination might or might not be a part that you want to add in and then, you know, how you treat new additions, all of those kind of things are all additive. So that then there, hopefully they add up to 100%. You don't get disease outbreaks. But, um, but if there is an issue, there's probably been a, a, like a decrease in that bar of health, I feel like. Certainly. And, and, you know, the goal of any biosecurity protocol is not to eliminate risk, it's to minimize it. So while in a perfect world, we'd love to, as you say, try and achieve 100% success, um, the reality is, is that we take these measures in order to minimize our risk, you know, in combination with other factors like the horse's immune system and people going in and off the property and quarantining and biosecurity and all of that to, to kind of complete the whole package. So, yeah, good point. So strangles are a portable disease in Canada, um, and what about in the United States? In Canada, strangle is not a federally reportable disease. It's also not a provincially notifiable disease. So right now, no, there's no onus to report. Um, in the United States, some states report strangles outbreaks, and there's uh, some really good online resources that you can use to keep track of these infectious disease outbreaks. One of them is the Equine Disease Communication Center website, at uh, www.equinediseasecc.org for those that are interested. Now that's a great, that's a really great tip. I I think that it's really important um, for people to consider in their travel plans checking um, checking that website or checking with the state veterinarian, um, like state their state veterinary uh, office office kind of thing to see what what diseases are out there so that you can plan and, and minimize your risk as well, right? Certainly, everyone everyone has to play their part. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Thanks, Melody. Thanks for joining us for the Ontario Animal Health Network Equine Podcast Series on Strangles. Check out the other episodes in this series at oahn.podbean.com or on iTunes or on our website, oahn.ca, through the podcast button on the upper right-hand side. Other resources on strangles can be found on oahn.ca under equine resources. If you like this episode or have a comment, please leave us one on social media or on our Podbean site. And feel free to share with your equine friends. We appreciate your support.